Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Night Shadows. I'm Stuart Best. Where the paranormal is normal. Where that which you thought you knew, you didn't. And where the future can be known, if you know exactly where to look. Well, good evening, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. we got Larry on his phone down there. Hi, Larry. Hey, Stuart. Um... You've been following this thing over there in the Middle East pretty extensively. Um, where do we want to start? i got a headline here from Turner. The warnings grow more stark. Iran warns Israel, if the war expands any further, we cannot say that Israel would lose because nothing will remain of Israel to be described as loser or winner. <laughs> What do you make of that one? And what's going on over there and all? Well, you say I've been following it. I've, I haven't been following it. I talked to you earlier this morning, and then my computer got blocked by something somebody had sent in. And I spent all day getting that undone. So for people that's waiting on a blog or a sub stack from me, it'll probably be tomorrow. I'm just, uh, I couldn't get in my computer today. It's blocked. Wow. And, uh, so they're trying to, well, you know good and well that, you know, what I put out, they don't really want out, and uh, that's the way it yeah. is. But Anyway, uh, here, here, watching, yeah, go, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, but watching really, really close on some of this stuff, you know, and matter of fact, he's got a new one up I just saw on my wife's phone before I got on here, but I can't read it right now. I'm not even on my computer at the moment. So people just have to figure that this stuff keeps going, whether we tell you or not. Uh, one of the interesting things is, though, that seemed to indicate today maybe is true. You know, you really don't know. Uh, Turner said that information coming in says Iran and Hezbollah has apparently given an ultimatum to Israel Friday, November the 3rd. 3 p.m. local, question mark. So is it a deadline? Is it a red line? We don't know. A lot of this stuff you just don't know. But one of the things to me that's really, really uh, shocking to me, well, it's not too shocking. I, you, know, you know, I've talked about this. Uh, Hal Turner also put it up, covert intel, says U.S. in serious danger. And uh, basically, that information says U.S. reportedly unable even to fill our missile tubes on naval vessels. Says, alert, there is just not enough missiles to load our ships. We're in short supply. Northrop production cannot produce both U.S. standard missiles and ATACMs at the same time. If you'll remember, Stuart, we shipped a whole bunch of ATCMs over so uh, Ukraine could just fire yep. into Russia day after day after day after day. But it says, uh, and it basically Hal says, World War Three close, and U.S. is short on missiles right up front as we've sent supplies to the Ukraine war. He says, simply put, and I'd like your opinion on this, he says, simply put, every time we expend missiles, knocking down Houthi missiles even now fired from Yemen 
or send missiles to the Middle East, the USA is under-defended. Yeah. Well, I think it's all deliberate. Uh, myself, I think it's part of the script. Uh, that's what Ukraine basically was for. It uh, weakened not only us, it weakened NATO as well. And uh, at the same time, uh, that we're being weakened. All of our troops now are going overseas, all of our carriers and whatnot. And uh, it just looks too conveniently, uh, or too convenient, one would say. Uh, so I look at it as high treason because our borders are wide open and more and more of these terrorists are coming through. And how, how do we know we're terrorists? Because Bible prophecy, Jeremiah tells us that's what they are. They're terrorists. So, but because people don't even believe the Bible anymore, I guess, you know, you're, you're talking to uh, deaf ears, having ears to hear they cannot hear. And um, even our own Congress I believe most of them are complicit in all of this. I think they know perfectly well what they're doing. I just don't believe a word any of them say anymore. Uh, Iran says this, if an immediate ceasefire doesn't take place by the United States and Zionist regime, the consequences would be harsh. And then we have from Jordan... Uh, elects Israeli ambassador, recalls the Jordanian ambassador from Israel, neither to return until war on the Gaza stops. So here we have these dire warnings coming out where we have, don't forget, Iran and, and Turkey are basically evidently teaming up. In fact, now there are rumbles that Turkey really shouldn't be in NATO because of their anti-Israeli stance. But uh, got to remember, folks, all of this is scripted. It looks like mass confusion when in reality it isn't. And uh, on and on and on it goes. But the war rhetoric will increase, and then the war will increase. Here's another one. Yet another war. Iraq Islamic resistance tells the U.S., get out of Iraq or all American troops here will face military attacks. The United States has been told by an Iraqi group that all American troops must leave Iraq immediately, or all U.S. bases in that country will be attacked, and all troops will be killed. So it goes on to say one American present in Iraq is too much. Today, the Secretary General of the Iraq Islamic Resistance, I can't pronounce the name, not going to try, confirmed that the Iraqi Islamic Resistance has decided to liberate Iraq militarily. The matter has been resolved, and what is coming is greater. Continued to say, we in the Islamic Resistance send an unequivocal message that we are ready and will continue to strike American bases until our land is liberated. So there you go, more anger at, in Iraq. And, of course, you know, in the Middle East, basically, like we are in Syria, we have no business being in Syria. We never were invited. It's just a CIA regime change operation like they've done many, many times before. The Bible talks about it. 
and uh, says, Woe, basically, woe unto you, Babylon, America. Do you not think that those you have spoiled through all these years are not going to spoil you in the end? So here we are. Anyway, what do you think about that? I mean, uh, I, I would tend to believe that some of this is rhetoric, obviously, but what do you think? I think they're getting more and more serious about about all this, not only in Iraq, but Iran, and the hatred for the Americans is is, is reaching a fever pitch. What do you think? Well, it's... Uh... When you say hatred for the Americans, who are the Americans? I don't even know who's Americans anymore. Uh, well, yeah, the that's black, true. You know, I guess <laughs> yellow says that you, you don't like the yellow Crayola or don't look like a yellow Crayola. You're not American. The black Crayola says you're not American if you're not like a black Crayola. The brown Crayola says the very same thing. The white Crayola says, why are you all trying to get rid of me? I mean, the whole Crayola box is just all messed up, and that's Babel, of course. Yes. Yep. Divide and conquer. This has been going on for a long, long time. It's been seeded by mainstream media. They work overtime to divide and conquer. And while they claim they don't do race business and baiting, but they do all the time, all you got to do is listen carefully to what they say. And uh, they do. Anyway, ultimatum to Israel. This is what Larry was talking about. 3 p.m. local time this Friday, November 3rd. Hezbollah in Lebanon issued what many people believe to be an ultimatum. So there's another one, actually, to Israel. Stop the war against Gaza by 3 p.m. local time this Friday, 03 November or Hezbollah will enter the war. Speculation is rampant that Iran may do so as well. And, of course, uh, remember that uh, Turkey, likewise, is involved. They've got their flotilla of 100 ships on the way, if they're not there already. And it says, social media is presently lighting up with claims that in order to attack may be given when Hezbollah secretary uh, gives a televised speech to the world. Confirmation that a speech by him is in fact scheduled is now everywhere. He will deliver the speech on Friday, um, according to the Iran Observer, which is a local newspaper over there. And Turner points out, is this possibly tied to the financial markets? Because the financial markets will open about a half an hour later, over here anyway, uh, after the speech. And then he's got unconfirmed, Hezbollah will join the war. Uh, He has not been able to totally vet this, but it would not surprise me one way or the other. And uh, now they're talking about a possible oil embargo. Uh, where Iran would embargo oil to us and anybody else, which would almost immediately drive gasoline prices to about $10 a gallon uh, here. And I remember a, a vision that Steve Quayle said he had, where if you could even get it, 
it was like 9.95 a gallon and people were just lined up for miles trying to fill their gas tanks because they don't you know they don't uh, don't pay much attention to this till it's too late um what do you think, Larry? I mean, this whole thing seems to be expanding just like Albert Pike said it would. And the players are Psalm 83, and uh, they're all one by one seeming to join into this deal here. Well, they are. And what's interesting, too, is uh, you, you talked about divided America. Uh, if you remember A.J. Tata, he was the general. He was an Army retired general that, uh, if you'll remember, uh, probably the last year of Trump's term in office, uh, he pulled Tata, you know, from civilian use and put him to work in the Pentagon. And Mm -hmm. uh, if you'll remember, that was the first general, I suppose, that uh, Joe Biden and them fired the minute they got into (laughs) office. They fired A.J. Tata. Matter of fact, he's an author, too. He... uh, wrote this book recently I got my hands on. It was the first book he wrote after he uh, was fired, which I guess in his, you know, his uh, situation, that was an honorable thing. You know, if Joe Biden fires you, you must have some credibility to you. But uh, anyway, he wrote a book called Total Empire, and it was kind of interesting. It's what he calls a Garrett Sinclair novel. And here's what some data I got together on it. Uh, it's a novel called Total Empire, brand new, 2023, by General A.J. Tata. It's available on Amazon. Uh, and in the book, it talks about the collusion. Now, you think about what the last year of Trump's term A.J. Tata was doing in the Pentagon. I'm not so sure as he was trying to block and change things as he was on uh seeking intelligence of what was really going on within our own military. But mm-hmm. anyway, in the book, in the book, uh, basically one of the things that really jumps out in the book is the collusion between the highest levels of the United States government with the Chinese Communist Party. And uh, matter of fact, uh, under President Donald Trump, Tata served as Undersecretary of Defense for the Policy in the Pentagon, and and one of the comments that uh, Tata made, and this goes along with what you said, in his book he says, basic math tells us that if we continually continue to divide, we end up with smaller and smaller subunits until we're nothing more than millions of shards of shattered glass on the floor. What do you think? Yep, Absolutely. That's a divide-and-conquer routine. That's what the communists always do. We've been infiltrated by the communists. The communists have basically taken over the United States. The American people are just sitting there doing nothing while our military, not our military, but uh, ex-military are now going down to the border to try and stop this influx. But it's too late, really, uh, when the Lord is behind something and it's a part of judgment. Uh, You can't do what America has done once you have received the blessings of the Lord. If you go into Deuteronomy 28 and read 1 through about 15, you'll find the blessings. But if you read from 15 onward, you'll find a multitude of curses. And Jeremiah speaks of one of the curses, and that is, I'm going to fill you 
with basically a fifth column, military operation. And they shall infiltrate your borders. They shall take up residence. And uh, obviously there are many, many hidden caches of of, uh, uh, guns and ammo and who knows what all uh, ready for them to use when the signal is given. And now the FBI director has come forward himself and said, uh, we're, we're in trouble, and uh, they can attack at about any time. They know perfectly well. I think the last time I looked, the FBI knew of at least 28 uh, of these uh, terrorist training centers operating in the United States. Now, why they're allowed to do that is anybody's guess. I guess it's just part of the treason that's going on against the American people. But once that signal is given, the instability now comes into chaos. And that's what the UN is wanting. And the UN is behind almost all of this anyway, one way or another. And behind the UN, of course, is mystery, mystery Babylon. That's the spiritual aspect of it. And uh, once that happens, then the UN has a pretext to come in and take over the United States with their peacekeeping forces. And uh, that's what I envision happening. We may be invaded first, uh, or seeming invasion, so we're just going to have to wait and see how it all plays out. But the mere fact that the FBI director is now warning the American people, heads up, uh, basically telling everybody lock and load uh, without saying it, uh, then we have a problem, particularly. Um, yeah, go ahead, Larry. I just laughed. Uh, that's all I did. I laughed because you mentioned uh, he was telling everybody to lock and load. What do you lock and load with when the United States government don't believe you have the right to have a gun or a bullet? <laughs> yeah, that's true. And uh, with all these shootings that are going on, uh, the hue and cry to get the guns, if the American people are so stupid that they actually give their guns up, then they deserve what's coming. Um, you, 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 can't, you cannot allow them to pry those guns out of your hands. And um, actually they have compromised the Second Amendment to the point where it's basically useless anyway against the standing military. So um, it, it's too bad that it has to go this way. Here's another headline, though, getting back to the war. Yemen has officially declared war on Israel. A spokesman for the Army of Yemen announced our armed forces have launched a large batch of ballistic and wing missiles, as well as a significant number of drones at various targets of the Israeli enemy in the occupied territories. He went on to say Yemen vows to continue its attacks on Israel with missiles and drones until the aggression on Gaza stops. Elsewhere in that country, the leader of the uh, uh, something, Ansarullah movement, took to TV to say Yemen is ready to mobilize hundreds of thousands to fight against Palestine. So, they have much more advanced weapons, even than Hezbollah expected to make a big announcement coming in the hours, um, have ballistic power capable of threatening U.S. bases 
in the Arabian Peninsula. So uh, here we go. It just keeps bit by bit expanding and expanding and expanding. And this is following, I believe, the total script of Albert Pike and his uh, three world wars and the third world war. We are already in it. It just hasn't gone nuclear yet, but it will. Just a question of when and if. And uh, then there's a message that Tel Aviv was hit. Now, if you got, it, did you hear any more about that, Larry? Before all your stuff went down, I mean, Tel Aviv really took some hits, didn't it? Yeah, it, it took multiple hits, and, and uh, those were uh, ballistic missiles fired from Yemen, and Iron Dome was unable to knock them down. Iron Dome, I think, got some of the the drones. And uh, they also had some wing missiles, but they fired so much in that batch that uh, some of it hit Tel Aviv. And, and then also, too, um, you know, Iliad was hit with a couple, uh, that's on the coast, uh, hit with a couple of missiles uh, from Yemen. And what's interesting is, is uh, you know, we've got a uh, missile ship, you know, uh, off of uh, Yemen. And mm-hmm. the first round they fired, they took most of those out, but... The second round they fired, they didn't, and it could be that we just don't have enough missiles <laughs> to knock yeah. stuff down day after day after day. You know, it just, uh, you know, what are we doing using, you know, 500,000 or a million dollar missiles to knock something they put together for, you know, 250 $500? I mean, <laughs> yeah. how long, you know, that's not going to play out well very long. No, and the big problem we have is that we are no longer blessed of the Lord because of our apostasy and what what has happened in the country. And I just don't see the Lord uh, giving us any advantage at this point. Uh, now, we're, Israel is basically getting into the ground war much bigger, and we have heard reports that Delta forces American Delta Forces are involved in it. Now, I don't know if that's true. I don't know how you vet it. But I've heard that a number of times, that we do have our own military forces uh, probably uh, advising Israeli forces. That's how they usually frame it. Well, they're really not on the ground troops. They're just advising. Yeah, sure they are. Anyway, Israeli forces inserted their tanks in places where there was nothing. The occupation has begun to move on the ground in a number of axes, and in practice it has begun a ground operation that it does not want to announce due to its own considerations. The occupation in advancing and agricultural areas and those in which there were a number of residents before their bombing and has entered weak axis that were bombed before where there is no really any military achievement for it. Whoever surprised the enemy in the first strike will have surprises. There is a full preparation and then, you know, they're going to try and fight back. And uh, here's another one from Egypt. Now, this is kind of scary. Because what they seem to be doing, Larry, you you were in on this, uh, keeping up with it. Uh, they're driving the Palestinians 
into uh, Egypt, right? Is that how I understand that? Well, that that this morning it was hard to figure out what, what was happening. There were some reports that what has been happening is Israel has uh, tanks that have been moving in the region of Gaza City and are set to surround Gaza City. And at the same time, they're pushing them, apparently, uh, towards the, uh, uh, I can't, Rafa, I think they call it the Rafa uh, Gate mm-hmm. or the Rafa uh, Transit Area before you go into the Egyptian Sinai. Uh, but what, you know, that, there were some reports that some of the Palestinians had broken through uh, the security there around that Rafa gate and uh, had got into the into e- actually into Egypt and uh, they were trying to slow that down. Egypt doesn't, you know, nobody wants these people. I mean, you've got 2.3 or 5 million people that literally live like hyenas all the time. And and have you bought anything over the last 20 years, Stuart, from Palestine? I mean, what have you bought? What do they create? What do they make over there and sell? Uh, yeah. We come up empty. We come up empty when we try to answer that question. So here you've got a bunch of people that all they know how to do is grow up and kill people. That, that's about it. Abduct people, cut kids' heads off, burn them, uh, kidnap them, rape them, uh, you know, a whole ball of wax. And, of course, the whole world stands up and says, well, these are great people. You know, the Israelis that's defending themselves, no matter how much they go after defense, they're wrong. They're wrong any time they try to stop somebody doing something to them. But it's been that way even before the Holocaust. You oh, know, yes. if, you're a Jew, if you're a Jew, you're you're dirt. I mean, that's the way that people look at it. I run into stuff like this all the time. But yep. uh, this is what the latest on that, though. Is, is, you know, Jordan's king says not one will be allowed in Jordan. And he sent, you know, forces down there to the border. Uh, Egypt didn't send forces to the border. However, <laughs> they said none are coming into Egypt, but they're breaking into Egypt now. And the latest information I've got is from Breitbart a little while ago. Egypt lets foreigners and some injured, but not regular Palestinians, flee Hamas, control Gaza. Egypt refuses aid or passage to the Palestinians seeking refuge. In other words, we're not going to take you, and we're not going to let you through. And so now, the, my last understanding, I saw it on War Room a little earlier, a news ticker said that Egypt was moving Egyptian. Yeah, it says here, Egypt's prime minister says his country is ready to sacrifice, now get this one, folks, sacrifice millions of lives for the Sinai Peninsula, in apparent reference to reports, the Israeli intelligence ministry leaked a wartime draft proposal to transfer the Gaza Strip's 2.3 million people to Egypt's Sinai region, of course, without the permission of Egypt, which brings Egypt into it. And this statement is, well, we'll just kill them if that's what they're going to do. So uh, on and on and on. This thing goes, and uh, I think we do know exactly where it's going to end up. And, uh, you know, we are now heavily, heavily involved over there. 
Uh, it says here, Egypt deploys dozens of tanks, armored vehicles near Gaza. IDF's ground ops yield first result. So, in other words, Egypt is ready, I guess, to go to war against Palestinians, it almost sounds like. And that, of course, would include Israel. I mean, Israel and Egypt have long been enemies. There, there is a peace accord, and, uh, but that can easily be broken, as we have found out in the past. So uh, what else you got, Larry, before we close up? Oh, okay, you're just doing 30 tonight? Yep. Oh, okay. Uh, well, it's, it's really interesting that uh, at the same time, um, it's, it's interesting that this is Covert Intel 2, uh, October 31st. It's an update. U.S. Central, Central Commanders, U.S. Army, Ground Force, and Naval Forces present and working in underground bunkers in Tel Aviv, Israel. says that also uh, the IDF, at least two armored divisions, over 20,000 IDF troops, hundreds of tanks and armor has now entered northern Gaza. So what it looks like to me, uh, Stuart, is, is the fact that uh, they're basically cutting Gaza in, in a portion and the northern portion where Gaza City is, where there's massive amounts of, uh, well, not, not only Hamas, but, but Palestinians, mm-hmm. too, they, it looks like they're, they're blo- going to block them and force them, basically force them uh, into Egypt. And, and, of course, you know, you just read, and I just said, uh, that Egypt was sending military tanks, armor, the whole ball of wax down there to stop this. And, and of course, when you get between the armor of the Israeli army and the armor of the Egyptian army, I guess the ones in the middle of Palestinians, all I can say is it looks like they're going to be in a whole heap of trouble. Yeah. Yep. Well, folks, I guess we're out of time, but we'll pick up on this on Friday. If anything pops really bad, we will certainly do a special update. And um, anyway, thanks for listening. Thanks, Larry, for coming on. And we'll see you all, if the Lord is willing, Friday night. So take care.